Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Welcome to another week. It's amazing how new topics keep coming up. Um, And I'm excited because I get to talk about all sorts of different things. Uh, And today is no different. I want to talk with you about something that really gets me excited. It's about relationships. And in different ways, I talk about different facets of relationships. But today, I want to talk about the one thing that sets the tone for every relationship that you have. And I wanted to talk about this because I feel like so many people miss the mark some, uh, about like what makes a relationship work. And um, I'm going to talk about different different ideas that are connected to that. But as y'all know, those of you who maybe are even my clients, but those of you especially who have been listening to my podcast for the last year and a half, know that I pride myself on being direct with you, uh, with with my clients, and, and anyone that has a connection with me, really in any capacity. I think my friends and my family know that I, with love, um, shoot straight. And so that to me, is so important when you're trying to get an idea across, let alone trying to help people change their lives. And so please take this and all of the podcasts uh, as delivered with love, knowing that I'm going to give it to you straight. Um, So like I said, today is no different with that. So I really have made it my mission to give my clients, readers, and listeners the wisdom that I had wished that I wished I had gotten when I was younger uh, and as I was maturing as an adult. Um, had someone given me the insights that I'm passing on to you through this podcast, I know for a fact that my life would have been quite different. For me, helping people learn how to navigate relationships is really one of the most important ways that I can help people improve the quality of their life. So today's podcast talks about really achieving that goal for me, and it's a constant goal, um, one that I try to be as creative as possible with. And I want to talk with you about finding, cultivating, and using the one thing that will help you experience higher quality relationships in any aspect of your life. And I'll tell you this, it has nothing to do with being strategic or a masterful communicator. And y'all are probably going, what? Can't believe she's not going to talk about that. But I'm really not going to talk about that, at least in this episode. But so when I share with you the summary of, of today's podcast, um, if, if you took even five minutes, you could search the internet and read a ton of stuff. You could get books. You could look at videos that tell you how to have successful relationships, be them romantic, platonic, or professional. And some of them may actually talk about the simple yet profound concept that I'm about to mention to you today. But 
I'm sure they won't tell it to you the way that I'm about to tell it to you. So please listen closely if you want to truly change the kinds of relationships you have. So to really find healthier relationships, to improve the ones that you already have in your life, or to find new ones, today's episode is really going to help you do just that. I think for many people, you know, we look to others to help bring happiness and fulfillment to our lives. I can't tell you time and time and time again, I have people come into my office and they're at a particular time in their life and all they want to do is find somebody to share their life with. And I see this, like I said, day to day, day in, day out of my practice. And especially when I work with women in the thirties who really want to meet the partner of their dreams to get married, to have a home and build a family. And I know for me, when I was younger in that decade, the one thing I didn't learn how to do was to cultivate an awareness of what I wanted and not hinge my happiness on a particular person or outcome. And I see this pattern with young women in the 30s. Uh, they, they have the same struggle that I did. So like I said, you know, they do this all the time. Uh, many, many women, I can't say all, many, many women. Uh, and between the social, familial, and internal pressures that pile up on women in this age bracket to achieve the next phase of their lives in a timely manner, it really is no wonder that there's a 50% divorce rate in first marriages and a 75% divorce rate in second marriages. People who look to others to make them happy, never going to find happiness, y'all. What's missing from women who have a desperate desire to partner up in their 30s really is the agreement that they make with themselves to create a full, fulfilling life for themselves first before they seek a mate. I wasn't taught that by anyone in my life. Instead, I, like many women in their 30s, when I was 30, I put a great deal of weight on marriage and children as a means for me to feel completely fulfilled and, in all honesty, to feel like I belonged, like I fit in with my peers. Well, when that didn't happen to me in my 30s, granted, I was engaged at the time, during that time, but I broke it off because I realized that he was ultimately not the best partner for me. And I spent many, many, many years of my life mourning the loss of what I felt I deserved and wanted, to be married, to have children, when everybody else was doing it. And I didn't have a clue about what salve to use to heal that wound. I would have paid millions of dollars to learn how to free myself from the pain of me feeling that I had not measured up to my peers who were beginning their lives with their partners. It was such a great deal of pain, y'all, uh, and again, I see this over and over and over again, and I have vowed as the purpose of my life, the, the reason for me being on this earth, I know, is to help eliminate pain and suffering from people's lives. So that's why I talk to you about these real issues. I wasn't necessarily taught about how to build up my self-confidence either, to be able to stand on my own two feet independently and without anticipating needing to depend on someone else to provide for me or add to my life. If I'd only known how to, when I was dating, build a rotation and keep that rotation going instead of constantly practicing monogamy, 
relationship after relationship after relationship. And granted, I did have time in between relationships. I didn't hop from one to the other. But my pattern was to try to get locked down in one relationship. Had I not done that, I would have created a vortex for somebody who could have been a great fit to be able to step up and be in my line of sight. Um, so look, I, I've been taught about doing things in my life that were really, if I had been, that were really fulfilling and even somewhat risky, that would have been amazing too. But my parents weren't necessarily of that way of thinking. They got married young and lived happily together for almost 57 years. They gave us very meaningful examples of what makes an amazing love relationship. But I can't say that there was a lot of practical wisdom when it came to dating. Um, and they, they really never understood what it meant to be single and in your 30s, like it was to me. My mother got married. She was 23. My dad was 27. So it was hard for them to truly grasp what I was going through. They just saw me struggle over and over again and in an attempt to start a next phase of my life with somebody. And the best thing they did was love me and listen and offer me support and encourage me to date and get out there. But let me tell you, when you have that extra pressure on you to try and make happen what you so want to make happen so easily, it just kind of sours the whole process. I don't know if any of y'all are listening to y'all in your 30s and feel the same way, or maybe you're uh, of an older generation, you know, uh, 40s, 50s, and look back on your dating life and think about what you would do differently uh, or how difficult that time in your life was if you were single. You see, the trouble was, and I see this trouble for so many of my clients, I didn't know myself well enough to know what I didn't know. Even if you're part of the social network that connects with and marries at the expected ages, or you're still single, learning how to have the best possible relationships, platonic, professional, or personal, it really comes down to one thing, y'all, and one thing only. And that is the relationship that you have with yourself. This is the one thing that sets the tone for every other relationship that you have. This is the one thing that either brings the right people into your life or repels them. This is the one thing that will offer you self-respect in any situation, personal, professional, platonic, regardless of how other people respond to you in any given situation. The relationship that you have with yourself is the only relationship that comes first because you have to be in alignment with your wants and needs in order to have high quality experiences. It's not enough to just have a desire to get married. You got to know why you want to get married, what kind of person you're looking for and who you are before you can even begin to date smart and before you can even begin to pick a mate that you can build a really true intimate, long lasting relationship with. So if you, uh, if you don't like aspects of yourself, then find somebody who can help you change or adjust those aspects. Seek out somebody professional, get clear about who you are 
and what you want from yourself, your life, and your potential or actual mate. Get clear about what you will and won't accept from anyone that enters your life or any situation that comes to pass personally, professionally, or platonically. Like I said, I really wish I had been taught these things early in my life. I would have attempted to cultivate a healthier sense of self much earlier on in my life. Except, though, it's been through the school of hard knocks that I'm bringing this information to you today. I don't know that I really could have learned it had somebody told me, hey, by the way, you should do this. I didn't, I don't know that I, really, my mind would have been open enough to it. But the bottom line is nobody, not even my sisters, not even my friends, nobody told me about the processes, the strategies to really uh, find a, an amazing uh, love relationship, let alone learn how to navigate professional relationships and even, even friendships. If I had children in this lifetime, and apparently I had many in all my other lifetimes, so apparently I wasn't supposed to have children in this lifetime, this one concept, the concept of building a solid relationship with myself as the basis for the quality of all, all other relationships, it would have been a cornerstone of what I would have made sure that they learned. And for those of you who have children or are working on your own self-development and want children, this is the key to having a really good life. Learning how to be humbly in love with yourself and to have healthy boundaries with yourself. And as a result, you have healthy boundaries with others. There's a quote that caught my eye a while back, and I want to share it with you now. The, uh, the author, her name is Jenny Young, and she said, No one is coming to rescue you from yourself, your inner demons, your lack of confidence, your dis- dissatisfaction with yourself and your life. Only self-love and good decisions will rescue you. And that's the truth, y'all. The relationship that you have with yourself It sets the tone for every relationship you have with anyone else. No one can make your life happier. Happiness is an inside job, y'all. People can add or detract from your life, but they will never make you happy. So stop looking outside of yourself for what you need to give yourself on the inside. If you compromise your standards and boundaries, you're going to find mates that push them to see if you'll stand firmly by those boundaries and standards. And if you fail over and over and over again, you're going to continue to meet partners, friends, and colleagues that are going to represent the lessons that you need to learn around that particular issue. I want you to remember, and I say this, I think, a number of times in different podcasts, every relationship you have, be it personal, professional, or platonic, are mirrors to you about how you regard yourself. So if you see something beautiful in somebody, then if you see it, if you spot it, you got it. Same thing. If you see things in other people that bother you, that offend you, turn that mirror back onto you and look inside you and figure out what it is that you need to shore up within you so that you don't get bothered by that or that you can separate it from who you are. Unless and until you become your own best advocate, your own best friend, your own best teacher, 
The universe will put people and situations in your life over and over and over again that will make sure that you shore up things within yourself before you can earn an amazing mate, boss, or anything else. Think about it this way. In order for a piano to play music beautifully, its piano keys need to be tuned to the appropriate tone or the notes will sound warped. And each of us needs to make sure that we are regularly using the tuning fork in our lives to keep each of our keys playing beautifully, each part of ourselves in alignment, in tune with each other part of ourselves and in the universe, especially when they play in tandem with all of the other parts that make up our lives. You set the tone for how you experience your life, not anybody else and not anything that happens to you. You are always in control of that at any moment and any time. You choose how you react. You choose how you perceive things. You choose how you filter things. And you choose how you uh, take action with things. All you need to do is get right with yourself and your world will reflect that back to you. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Intuitive Therapist. I always encourage listeners uh, to hop on iTunes and just rate and review my podcast. A few sentences would be awesome. I just love reading uh, the feedback and uh, getting all these amazing emails and phone calls about how really these episodes have really helped change people's lives. And I'm so grateful that you're listening. So if you'll hop on over there, that'd be awesome. Uh, and if you feel like you'd like a reading around anything in your life, uh, love, money, uh, you'd like to connect with somebody who's passed on, um, job, anything, please reach out. It'd be my honor to read for you in a 30, 45, or 60-minute reading. Um, you can always email me at Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. I welcome any feedback, any ideas. If you have an idea about what you'd like to hear that you haven't heard before, reach out to me. I hope you have a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 